welcome to the Creativist Co. podcast. I'm Lindsay Greer. I'm Drew Greer. And we're newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Eight months now. Yeah. No, it's getting close to nine. Crazy. Um, what What is this podcast? What Like in general or this specific episode? In general. So we started Creativist Co. podcast to explore creativity and what that means in terms of how do we grow, um, how it affects us as artists and how it affects us as not artists. That was a terrible description. Do you want to give a better one? (laughs) Well, I think we started the podcast because some of them are conversations we were already having, but we wanted to dive deeper and hopefully speak to either to both self-proclaimed creatives and people who feel like maybe they aren't creative, but kind of speak some permission or life into those dreams for people who haven't felt the freedom to pursue it. Maybe. Yeah. That's a lot better than what I said. (laughs) Um, If you follow us on Instagram, I asked uh, our followers, which we have like 122. So it's not like a ton, you know, we're not trying to like gaslight you here and say that it's a ton, but I asked our followers, um, is there anything that you're curious about? And I didn't post, I think, I think we got like eight responses. I think I only posted three. Um, most of the responses were things that we had actually written down and that we're planning to do. So that was exciting because it kind of felt confirming at least that we're having conversations that hopefully people are interested in. Uh, but there was one that I did post that just was kind of, it was, it was one of those real meaty ones. Um, and there's kind of several parts to it. So we might have to break it up. Um, how about I read it? And then I'm just going to start. We haven't talked about this prior to hitting record today. So we'll just, we'll see how we answer it. Yeah. It could be a real mess. (laughs) Okay. Um, brace yourselves. This is, this is a meaty question. Question is how do you remain confident and grounded as an artist while also consistently pushing yourself to grow, change and innovate? What does that look like? Dang. Okay. Let's break it up. Let's do this first part. How do you remain confident and grounded as an artist? So I think to answer it, we have to kind of define grounded first. What is your definition of grounded? Um, I mean, probably kind of what it sounds like, like feet on the ground, not head in the clouds. Like you're, you're not disconnecting your reality from your dreams to some extent. Like kind of looking your stuff in the eye and even seeing where you're at. Like, I mean, Take our Instagram account, for example. Like if we were posting like we were Justin Timberlake or Kanye or something, it would not be (laughs) realistic to the amount of followers or people that we have. Yeah, because we have like 120 some, 122, I don't know. I think that would not be grounded though. Like that would be putting on an actor. Yeah, like acting like we have 400,000. Artistically, (laughs) you could be kind of doing that of like acting like you're creating for your set for Madison Square Garden when really you're playing a garage 
and there's nothing wrong with playing the garage or doing the garage well, but you have to kind of look at it and think, okay, I'm playing a garage. How do I make this the best garage show you can be? Yeah. So realistic, like looking at Mm -hmm. where you are, what you're doing, what you're capable of. Um, and do, yeah, like you said, doing it well, but just realistically evaluating where you are and, and not, um, I liked what you said a couple of weeks ago, not believing your own hype, um, and not kind of getting sucked into that vortex. But not, not at the expense of not working hard or totally or stretching or pushing. Like, I mean, I just played the release show this weekend for my friend Jared Gibson and his record is out wherever you'd listen to it. It's called hard eyes cycles, clear mind. It's so good. But I mean, it was his first show. He built risers from scratch. He built three led light panels that looked ridiculous. Ridiculously found a venue. I mean, he worked his butt off for that and it didn't have to be that good. And I don't think he had delusions of, oh man, a thousand or 2000 people are going to show up. But he put it on an amazing show for it was 150 excellent. people that came. It was completely excellent in every way. So yeah, we're not saying like be grounded and don't reach for excellence. We're not saying yeah. that. Um, no, it was it was completely excellent. And please look up that album. It is just so good. Um, I think for me, grounded, it, it means all of what you said. But I think it also means for me being self-aware and not allowing um, my emotions to sort of take the driver's seat and start dictating decisions. Um, and and I guess I bring emotions into it just to say that, like, I mean, I'm I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> like, I I think I actually our therapist said this today, which I thought was interesting. She was like, "You've been swimming in emotions your whole life, so like you're very familiar with them. You you know them really well." And I I would say that's a good description of, of my inner world. Um, so for me grounded definitely means like being aware of my emotional responses to things. Um, what can sort of trigger me into maybe a a decline in, in like a stressful response versus, um, you know, taking stock and, um, being balanced, I guess. In, in that way, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, you're, you're talking more like practical reality, like being aware of where you are. And I, I guess I'm like grounded for me speaks to my emotional state within that. Um, not just how I'm perceiving myself or my work. So how do you remain confident and grounded as an artist? I think I would have to say the next thing that, that jumps out to me is like, how do you remain confident? Mm. What? I don't think you do. <laughs> really? I think you go up and down. I mean, maybe you can shorten the cycles, but. Man, I don't know if I agree with that. No. I don't know. Because I think to remain confident, like for me, I'm, I'm thinking of, of my work. So I, I do like graphics and, you know, lots of other little digital things. But um, like for me, remaining confident is pushing myself outside of my comfort zone so that I can kind of prove to myself that I can, I can do harder things or I can do things that I didn't know how to do days before. And so it like boosts my confidence when I try something new. Um, I work toward it and then 
And then I actually see like, oh, I actually can do this. It's not as hard or as scary as I thought it was. It may, it might not so be in, great, in but that process though, are you still feeling confident? If, if I've done my research, I would say generally, I mean, but what I'm talking about is more technical, right? Cause I'm working in like Photoshop and illustrator and stuff. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm wanting an, an end goal, that's, you know, has a tutorial or something that I can read up on. If I, if I equip myself with the knowledge and then I go to do it and then I'm actually like moving around in the interface and I'm like, Oh yeah, like actually I know how to, like I'm getting the hang of it. I think that builds confidence for me. Um, I would say where I remain not confident is looking at something and being scared by it and not trying it. Mm. That for me makes my confidence go way down versus me just like trying to fudge my way through it a bit. Yeah. I think too, it's, a lot of it's just being prepared. I don't know if you agree with this, but remaining confident for me, I think hovers around this idea of knowledge acquisition. Like if I can continue to learn and grow my knowledge base of things, I feel more equipped to be able to step into different projects or push the bounds creatively of what I'm able to do. Mm. So for me, and and that might not that might not translate to you know all disciplines. I'm working primarily in Illustrator, Photoshop, Premiere Pro, After Effects. So it's interfaces that can do quite a lot, but percentage-wise, I don't even know how much I know in those programs. So sometimes that looks like me looking up a quick tutorial of how to do something that I've never done before or trying to understand more of the options and opportunities that I have in those programs, um, that for me just, it helps me to kind of gain more tools in my toolbox of, okay, you know, I, like, I just learned how to do this weird text effect and after effects. And it was actually really cool. And I didn't know how I would use it at all. I just saw the tutorial for it and thought, oh, that looks kind of weird. You know, let me mess around with it. It was like a 10 minute tutorial. I learned it. And then I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I, I don't think I would ever use that. And then literally the next day, a project got pitched to me um, where I went, oh, wow, actually that effect would be perfect to illustrate that point. So now I'm going to use it. So just, I think just making sure that I'm learning and I'm growing in my knowledge, um, that helps me to remain confident because I feel equipped. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't even, I'm kind of thinking remain confident isn't necessarily the right verbiage. Do you think that's the right goal to remain confident? No. <laughs> Why not? Well, I'm thinking like you kind of need to put yourself into situations where you're not confident. Mm. Like, I guess what comes to mind for me is I played, I ended up playing bass for worship leader named Jared Anderson for like three or four years. And the first time he took me out, I had not played bass like at all. Which is so crazy to me because you're great at bass now. But yeah, but I mean, I was up front with him. I told him, I mean, I know what the notes are from guitar, but I'm not a bass player. And he just told me, sweet, here are the dates. <laughs> that's so <laughs> weird to me. I, I love it, but it's just, that's crazy. 
But I, I mean, I was really fortunate too to be in a situation where I had space to grow and mess up and not kill it initially. And the band was very forgiving and helpful. But I mean, I don't think I'd be an accomplished bass player now if I hadn't started on that journey. And I mean, that put a fire in me to actually get better at it too. Whereas I don't think I would have ever invested any time in learning bass outside of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the question cause we wrote it down. And so the whole question again, how do you remain confident and grounded as an artist while also consistently pushing yourself to grow, change and innovate? I'm almost wondering if that last section, the while also consistently pushing yourself to grow, change and innovate is not the answer to the first part. Because if you are consistently learning, growing, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're wanting to grow. So you're looking for feedback. You're looking for like critical review. You're looking for things that help point out weaknesses and you're aware of where you are in your strengths and you are wanting to continue to innovate your own craft. I think if you are building that in to your creative lifestyle, you will naturally, I think, remain confident. I know, I know you were kind of hesitant on the remain confident part, but I mean, there's, there's emotional ups and downs with anything that you do. But I think in terms of like, am I equipped to do this and to do this well? I think you can, if you're pushing yourself. I mean, how many times have you or I picked up a project and second we started just thought, Oh no, I am not the person to do this. I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's very true. But I think that has more to do with self-talk than your actual talent. Cause again, like, well, I, I mean, but isn't con- is confidence based on your talent? I don't think so. No. No. So I think, I mean, that some of that could be self-talk too. Right. No, but We're going to dive I, in the weeds. Yeah, I know. That's, that's really, that's really weedy. But I think, I think the, the remaining confident and grounded kind of goes back to, for me, it goes back to what I was saying um, about being grounded. I, I'm not confident because I maybe have a natural leaning toward a specific discipline. That's not why I'm confident. I think I'm confident and I can say confidently, I am a competent graphic design artist because I've done my homework. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at that wrong. I mean, are competence and confidence the same thing too? <laughs> or you can have confidence in your competence? I don't have, no, I don't have confidence in my competence. <laughs> I think, I think I have confidence because I have done enough homework that I feel like, okay, I'm confident enough to show up to a space and go, yes, I can do that. Mm. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of okay to compartmentalize parts of myself as well. Like I'm my, my identity is not necessarily artist. My identity is not necessarily graphic designer. Like those are things that I do, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, um, I wouldn't say that I'm measuring whether or not I'm like, you know, 
grounded by those things, which this person isn't asking that either. They're saying, how do you mean grounded as an artist? Um, I, I don't know. I just thought, I think too, on a more practical level is coming to terms with the fact that not everything you do is going to be the greatest thing you've ever done. Ooh, hello. Let's talk about failure. Just cause like it can't all be the best thing you've ever made. Yeah. Even up to that point, like there's going to be things where you're like, man, I just don't think that was it. But that's what's out there now. Yeah. And hopefully that's not your norm. But I mean, I mean, I think music, especially, there's a long time at the beginning of kind of chasing the dragon or whatever you want to call it and feeling like you you know what's good and you know what you want to sound like but for some reason you're not doing it and it's oh that, like it's like that, having your prefer like your taste in your head but not actually making what is your taste right like you you have good taste but you're not creating what your taste is directing you to <laughs> and that that gap is so frustrating and i don't know I don't know that I even realized when I started closing it and I'm certainly not saying it's closed a hundred percent of the time. I think there's lots of times where it's like the gap still exists, but I think trying to bridge those two is a pretty worthwhile pursuit as well, which maybe we're getting away from the question now. But. No, no, I don't think we're getting away from the question. Cause I, cause I think a lot of this has to like, if you're going to remain confident and grounded as an artist, I, I, it just hit me, but like, I, I think I look at that as you better get comfortable with failure mm -hmm. and not comfortable as in like, you're going to sit in it. You're going to settle for less than excellent and you're not going to push yourself to be excellent, but, um, confident and grounded artists are well acquainted with failure. They have to be mm -hmm. because they've, again, pushed themselves outside of their comfort zones enough times that, yeah, like the first time you do anything, it's not going to be great. Um, I mean, the first, like, I've, I've had this job for technically over a year now. The first thing that I ever did um, really was like our Christmas card last year. And like, I, I looked at it the other day because I'm, I'm redesigning this year's Christmas card. And, and I looked at it and I thought, that's not, that's not awful. But dang, like I've, I've grown a lot in a year. Um, and, and I, I wouldn't necessarily categorize it as a failure because I mean, it, it obviously got pushed through and we printed it, <laughs> but when I'm looking at it in the grand scheme of like, okay, did that match my taste? Not really. Was I trying? Yeah, I was really trying because I saw this cool thing in my head and I was trying to translate it and get it out there in the way that I saw it and the way that I appreciated it. But it, it totally missed the mark for me. Like when I looked at it again, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, huh, I can't believe that we printed that. I can't believe that that got an okay. Um, but it, it like, so for me personally, I think that's a failure. Like externally, would people view that as a failure? No. Like I had several people say, oh my gosh, I really love this card and that's great. But, um, like that was my first time designing a card and I don't think it was great. Um, 
I'm just saying that to kind of give like an illustration of like the first time that you do anything, it's not going to be amazing. Mm. And so allowing yourself the space to breathe and go, okay, you know what? Just going to do it. I'm just going to get one underneath my belt because then I can continue to grow in that. I think is a huge part of this. Um, yeah. What do you think? I, I feel like I can see your brain working. I think looping back to failure, it's kind of important to fail a lot because that first time really sucks and it's really brutal and mm -hmm. it can be really crushing. And if you're far into your journey before you experience that, I think it can be it can feel like the end and it can make you want to quit and make you want to give up. But when failure is a little more comfortable of a companion that you're walking down the road with and that you're hanging out with, it takes the sting off of it a little more each time. And not that it mm -hmm. won't be painful, more painful than other times, but the more experience you have with it, the more you can separate this isn't the end of the world. This is not the end of my career or creative journey or artistic endeavor or a reason to totally throw in the towel. It's just, it didn't work this time. Bummer. Let's try again. Yeah. But I think that's, that totally speaks to the second part of this question though. Like, you know, consistently pushing yourself to grow, change and innovate like, how do you do that? How do you consistently push yourself to grow, change and innovate? I think it's becoming friends with failure. Like just accepting that is part of the process. I think you just named the, this episode. What becoming friends with failure. Yeah. Bing. Um, the last question just says like, what does that look like? I think in a really practical sense, after everything that we've said, like, you know, make sure you're pushing yourself, make sure that you're coming outside of your comfort zone, make sure that you're doing the research and you're equipping yourself with knowledge. I think those things are great. And then on the more emotional side of things, become friends with failure, accept that the first time that you do anything is not going to be amazing. Do it anyway, grow from that, but also really evaluate how much you are comparing your work in your artistic expression to the people around you or people that are in your same field. I love that Martha Graham quote that we posted earlier this week mm -hmm. because it's talking about, it's not your business. Like she, if you don't know who Martha Graham is, look her up. Phenomenal woman. She created an entire new dance technique in the 1900s um, in America. Um, so Martha Graham modern dance is a whole school and a whole company and it's just really great. But she has this quote that we posted last week that was basically talking about you as a person have one expression that is so unique that if you do not express it, it will die with you and the world will never have it because there is only ever going to be one of you. And then she goes on to say, it is not your job to judge its value. It is not even your job to judge whether it's it's good or bad or compare it with other expressions. And I'm kind of butchering the quote, 
go find it on Instagram. <laughs> but it is, that is so true because if you are constantly playing a comparison game in your head, it is like you are saying that there is one expression that you are aiming to attain and that your unique expression, your failure journey, your, you know, trials and triumphs to get to a unique expression of yours is somehow invalidated by somebody else's journey. Yeah, that's good. Just because I think you're always going to be able to find somebody better than you. Like there's no shortage of talent in the world. But just because, like in my case, there's a better guitar player than me does not invalidate my expression or my creativity or what I have to bring. Like there's still, I mean, I probably need to embrace this more myself, but there's still something that about it that is uniquely me that is worth putting out into the world. And whether or not I'm the most technically accomplished or have the best tone or touch or whatever it is. Yeah. There's something to be said for just kind of letting it go and and I don't think letting it go means you're not growing or working at it, but I think it just means at the end of the day, you are willing to put it out there. Because mm-hmm. I mean, how many, I mean, I'm always going to probably bring it back to music. So I apologize to those of you who are listening and that's less your thing. But I mean, how many bands can you think of where in general, people think they never beat their first album. Like they tapped into something on that very first thing that they put out that they were never ever able to like quite recapture. Are you talking about the Spice Girls? Sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> but there, there is something when you are putting out your expression, your creativity unfiltered and unencumbered by expectation even, which is so at odds with probably what we talked about, about criticism and like following directives and giving space to other ideas, which, I mean, it can still be a collaborative. I'm rambling at this point, but well, it can be... It's, it's making me think of the quote, um, a rising tide lifts all boats. I've been seeing that floating a- around Instagram for weeks now. And it's funny because I, I haven't heard anybody really like explain what that means. I mean, like I got it when they were, you know, posting it. And I think, and I think it's, you know, obviously you get the imagery, but in a practical monetary marketplace setting, I think it's incredibly practical to keep that at the forefront of your mind if you're thinking about comparison and getting better at your craft, like pushing yourself to be a better artist because, you know, a rising tide lifting all the boats, like, let's say there's like, I'm going to use photography as an example. Let's say there's like one photographer, um, that does like a specific type of photography that you happen to do as well. And for whatever reason, that specific photographer that you're aware of his style or her style or whatever category they're in, it becomes like all the rage and the new fad and trend and all that. 
Well, you doing that style also, it's lifting your boat at the same time because the more in demand that that person becomes, the less time that they have because their schedule is so full. But if the demand has grown, then that demand will find other boats that fill that same purpose. So even from a market and monetary standpoint, if you are are divorcing yourself from the comparison game of your expression to other people's expressions, it frees you up to look at it as opportunity. I think it frees you up to go, okay. Um, like I, I can make sure that I'm well-equipped. I'm challenging myself and I'm growing. But if I notice that, you know, people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing and they're getting a lot of recognition, that only means that there is enough to go around and there is enough opportunity to be cast. And do you feel like we adequately answered that question? Man, I hope so. That's a great question. There was a lot to dive into there. Hopefully we did it justice. Yeah, it was a great question. I think we were a little windy with it, but hopefully we got, we got to the end there. Um, I don't know. I think my biggest takeaway from all, all that we said was honestly like just get comfortable with failure. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the thick of, of reminding myself of that right now. I'm, I'm learning a couple of new things and I'm just like, every time I do it, I'm like, ah, that wasn't that great, but let's do it again. Yeah. I think we'll probably end it there for this week just cause that, that was a lot to dive into. Um, yeah. I mean, we would love to hear from you guys. Do you think we answered that question adequately? If not, we can take another whack at it again. Um, but yeah, we'll be back here next week with a different topic. Hmm. You can always email us at hello at creativistco.com. Yeah, we'd love that if you guys would submit topics. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna peace out now. Yeah, please rate, review, subscribe. I think that's all the things. Like us, follow us. It's starting to feel like woof from <laughs> the office. Like, make sure you woof us or whatever that was. It you was know, woof. It wasn't woof? Mm -hmm. Like the thing that just got all the notifications? W-U-P-H. Woof. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. We'll be back here next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.